Shut up and sit down. This is the Ag Hard Podcast with Austin and Jen. Nathan Ford. How are you, sir? I am good. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. So I was, I was texting earlier because uh, I realized Jed and I hadn't done a pod in I think it's been almost two weeks now. So to keep up with our promise, I wanted to keep it going. And uh, since I sound like an idiot every time I talk about American football, I figured we'd talk about some English football. I'm all for it. Happy to happy to help. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I didn't have anything like written down to start, um, but thought I'd start with just like some of the matches last week. I'm not sure like what you watched last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I re- I'm assuming we're like live right now recording. Indeed. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So I, for anyone listening, I'm like a big Tottenham fan. So I always pretty much every week watch um, Tottenham games. And uh, last week, uh, Tottenham played against and was a very hot topic in this time because they were just taken over by the Saudi royal family, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was like and, it's like the Saudi like private investment fund, I think. Yeah, something ridiculous where basically the wealth of this team just went from like you know fifty million, let's say, to like hundreds of billions. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I saw um so they so they went from Mike Ashley which is like has historically been just a cheap ass owner. Uh think like yeah. think like I don't know, uh Brown for like Mike Brown for the Bengals like levels cheap. Um and they went from that to uh literally the, like by far the richest owner in England and I saw a stat that uh the private, the Saudi private investment fund has more money than any other Premier League owner combined. Yeah, it's 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 insane. They they're going to be able to buy whoever they want, whatever they want. But the funny thing is, and why I brought it up last week is because they were at their first game, and Newcastle, for for anyone who doesn't know, has really struggled uh, over the past several years. They used to be like a top club, and they are near the bottom of relegation. So it would be hilarious if this team with all this money gets relegated where they can buy all these great players, but they're going to be playing in the championship. They're they're not even going to be playing in the top league if that happens. And that would be very ironic and funny. Yeah, that would be pretty insane. I mean, that's like with that kind of money, though, that's like the one ownership group that I think could actually like be totally. I mean, they wouldn't be okay with them going down to the championship, but like they could take the financial hit, obviously, because like they're not relying on like the Premier League TV money to keep them afloat. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean it's so, it's it's insane. Like I'm I'm curious to see what they do in January. I mean, I think they're going to I don't think they're going to go as nuts as people say they will. Um right. I think they'll make like a signing here or there. I could see them signing like you know, like Jesse Lingard or like some of like kind of like yeah. mid-level signings, like nothing like too splashy yet just to like a keep them up in the in the Premier League and then not make any like massive commitments to where like they're stuck with like their decisions now for like a number of years. Cause I think they're, they, they need to like kind of slowly build this up. Yeah. 
No, I, I agree. I agree. But I'm still rooting for them to get relegated. Yeah, I'm too. Really hilarious. But it is, it is crazy because, um, yeah, like they are a historically like massive club that's just been like underfunded for, for years now. Um, yeah. But it sucks as like, I mean, Tottenham's fine, but like as, as a Wolves fan, it, it sucks because that's just like another club I can count on to like always be in the Premier League. So like that's just more, it's, it's going to be like a top seven now. There's no more top six. Yeah. Like in, in a couple of years, this could be more a top seven and Newcastle's going to be in the firm top seven. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, it's just more competition, and yeah, it's going to be rough, I think. But but yeah, so I was happy to see them lose last week, and I watched that game, and it was fairly exciting. I mean, Tottenham went up, and then Newcastle kind of climbed back in the game, but the, the Spurs ended up scoring at the end to, to give themselves a lead. But the, the game that I thought was pretty absurd just was uh, Liverpool and Watford. Like, oh, ridiculous. So Liverpool's one of the best teams, and yeah, one of the best teams in the league, and Salah is is their best player and he's playing probably like the best person player in the world at the moment. Like, yeah, agreed. he's right now more informed than Ronaldo or Messi and some of the goals he had that game, even though yeah, it's against a shitty team were insane. Well, and the, and the goal he had the last, last week against city was ridiculous too. Yeah. He's, yep. I mean, he's like the, he's like one of the few dudes right now who can like possess the ball in the box and create and with like multiple defenders around him and create like something out of nothing, just all on his own. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's, ridiculous. Like that. Yeah, the the goal he had against uh, against Watford, and then the one last week against City. If if anyone is listening, cares. Like, look up the highlights because they're just absolutely insane. Yeah, he's he really is playing like like Messi like right now. I mean, the way that he he's moving the ball, like he's leading the Premier League in goals, and he's like second in assists. And I'm in a fantasy league for soccer, and to give you perspective. He has the most points of anybody in the Premier League for fantasy points, and the second person is like thirty, like thirty points under him, like which is almost. So he has eighty-three points. The next person is Jamie Vardy on Leicester, and he has like fifty-three. Damn! And like he's like so far and away the best player right now in the Premier League. It's not even close. Yeah, and then he and then he creates for. I mean, Firmino had a hat trick in that in that match, but I mean, a yeah. lot of that is created by. I mean. If he, if he didn't have Mane and, and Salah on the wings outside of him, he'd have, you know, like a tenth of the goals he gets. But um, yeah. he's, he's he's actually finished. He had a hard time finishing last year, but he's actually finishing him this year, which is nice. Yeah, yeah Liber- Liverpool yeah. is like go- coming into the season. I mean, they lost uh, Wijnaldum, um, and I knew they were, they were obviously getting Van Dyke back. But, like, I thought they were going to be kind of performing, like, similar to, like, they did last year. I thought they were kind of, like, battling for third or fourth this year. Because I, I kind of thought like City and Chelsea were going to be like kind of a lock for one two, um, yeah. And I knew Van Dyke would make a big difference coming back this year, but like I, I didn't anticipate. I mean, Salah like for him, I don't know if you can even call it a down season last year, but for, yeah, I guess for him, I, I he kind of had a down season. Firmino wasn't really finishing. I mean, Mane was ridiculous, but um, I kind of thought yeah. they'd be battling for at best third or fourth. But like honestly, at this point, I think they're like I, I would give if I had to put my money on one team to win the league, it would be Liverpool this year. Yeah, I think Liverpool and then um, Chelsea. Like, I think Chelsea have probably like the mo- one of the most talented rosters. Um, they just haven't really like put it, especially with Lukaku, who's one of the, one of the top strikers in the world. Uh, they just haven't really put it together, and they've had injury issues. But I mean, I think between Chelsea and Liverpool, those are the two favorites. Um, Man City is always going to be around, but I, 
I put my money on yeah, Liverpool or Chelsea. Yeah, I agree. I, I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Liverpool 1, Chelsea 2, City 3. Yeah. I, I think United figured out. They have too much talent not to figure out to not get at least four and get the yeah. Champions League spot. Um, but yeah, their their match, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about their match this past week against Leicester. That was just like United's match against Leicester was bananas. The yeah, all, all I- the All the late scoring. Yeah, and I I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like the like the highlights that uh, NBC Sports like does on YouTube for that. Um, but when I saw the scoreline, I was like, damn. Um, because I mean, based on talent alone, Man United now that they have Ronaldo especially and they have a really good backline, um, you expect them to win that game, even though Leicester's talented. But I mean, but Leicester putting up four goals on Man United, it shows how important because they're missing Man United's missing their center back Varane who they mm-hmm. got from Madrid and he's been awesome for him but without him they they're giving up a lot of goals. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy cuz I mean they just they, I feel like they shouldn't be that reliant on him at this point cuz they he just signed right. for him this season. Um but yeah, I mean I think I think that's a little bit on I think uh Ole Gunnar, I mean this isn't like controversial yeah. to say. I think he's kind of like kind of on the ropes right now. I think a few more bad losses and he might be out. Cuz I, I think he's I think he's a good like man manager but i don't know that he's that good of a strategist because they have they have so much talent it's ridiculous and i i've seen some people say that like ronaldo you know he's he's still he's still like a top player obviously but he but i've seen some people saying that he's slowing their attack down a little bit and i i think there's like a little bit to that but i think their problem is mostly in the midfield i mean they rely i can't believe they start mctominay i mean it's absolutely ridiculous that mctominay plays as much as he does and that fred plays as much as he does Because they have, yeah. I mean, I Paul, and Pogba's good, but like he is so thoroughly average, like most of the time, and he has like moments of brilliance here and there. But he's just, he's just so. Um, when he's bad, he's bad. When he's really good, he's really good. But for the most point, he's average. He's pretty average these days. So I think they're, I think their midfield's really their problem. Yeah. No, I agree, and it's so it's crazy. So. They signed their huge signing like a year and a half ago was Donny Van de Beek, who was like this young like star player for uh, Ajax, which is which almost went to the Premier League or the, the Champions League final. And he was like super exciting player, and he's right, rode the bench since they've had him. And it makes no sense because that dude is a very good attacking midfield player, young, energetic, and he doesn't play at all. So I feel like. I don't know if Ollie's got it out for him or he's just like, I, I don't know, has a hard on for, for McTominay, but it did, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The midfield doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there either. Um, I've read that. I've read a little bit that he has kind of like an attitude, but like, who knows how much is that is true. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah. I mean like they, they definitely need, like, I think Pogba has like some potential to be like a good a, a, attacking mid. Cause he, he plays that role yeah. with, with France, but he doesn't have Conte on Man United to, to like back him up because I mean he need, he needs someone who's like more defensive minded like Conte that knows he like he can rely on to provide like defensive backup when he when he pushes up he yeah. just he just doesn't have that United so I think that's kind of a that's one of his big problems but yeah I'm I'm yeah, shocked how, how like that they haven't played that well I mean given all I mean they signed Ferran they signed um uh, I'm blanking um wait who'd they get from Dortmund I'm blanking on his name right now for some reason. Um, in the back, uh, midfield. This, um, this I'm is, looking it up. This is so see. bad, Sancho. Sancho. 
Oh, uh, James Sancho. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and he. Yes, I mean, he hasn't been, been starting consistently either. So I mean, with with these big signings, I was expecting them to be like a locket for at least third in the table this yeah. year. But I, I have no idea what's going on there. That's why I think like. I think they're going to be disappointed if they don't at least get like they got to get at least fourth. Um, but I think a couple more bad losses, uh, Ole Gunnar might be gone like before the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. He's had he's had enough time and he's had enough talent put in his team. I mean, like Ronaldo has single handedly saved their ass. Like he's he's the most clutch player I've ever seen in soccer. I feel like like yep. whenever they need a goal. Like what, even if it's two goals, like he somehow puts it in and his ability to head the ball, like off corners and free kicks is insane. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. The only person in the, in the premier league I'd put even close to that, that him as as a closer is Vardy. Yeah. Vardy's great too. Yeah. Um, and then the other, another big one from this past weekend was, uh, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea played Brentford. Some, some kind of like, Crazy stats from that game. Um, so, for those who don't know, uh, Brentford just came up from the championship this past year, and there's it seems like the last couple of years there's been some kind of like kind of like trendy teams that have come up from the championship that a lot of people predict to like actually finish like top ten in the league. Uh, last year, Leeds was kind of the big one that people were expecting to come up and make some noise, and they did. Um, this year was Brentford for kind of a variety of reasons. And the stats from this game were kind of crazy. Like obviously Chelsea won one zero, uh, but Brentford, I mean, I watched that match, like Brentford really controlled yeah. the match. Like if you just look at the stats, like they, they didn't have as much possession as Chelsea did, but they had 17 shots to Chelsea's five and seven shots on goal to mm-hmm. Chelsea's one. So there were, there were a lot of balls that came off the crossbar for Brentford. Uh, Mendy had a lot of great saves. Like Mendy is just, yeah, he played ridiculous. disgusting. Yeah, he, he's ridiculous. His his twentieth, uh, I think he had his twentieth Premier League clean sheet in thirty eight games. Um, so he's he's ridiculous. And if they if they had Kepa back there still, they'd be absolutely fucked. Oh, for sure, Brentford would have won that game. So he's been. I mean, with the amount of talent they have, like they should be playing this well. Like, I think everyone knew at the time that they signed Kepa that that was an overpay. Um, but I didn't think people, no one thought he'd be as bad as he has been. So it's, uh, no. I'm, it's nice that they got Mendy cause that he actually like matches the talent level of the rest of the team. Yeah. I didn't, I would, I mean, I didn't know anything about Mendy, but kind of, you know, who knows? And yeah, I, I mean, he's, ple- I mean, he surpassed expectations I would say for him cause he's, you know, one of the top keepers, if not the best right now in the league. Yeah. Agreed. Agree. He's definitely he's definitely inched his way like probably top five. Yeah. Um, try to think of some of the other matches from this weekend. Um, so we had a Monday match this week, uh, uh, Arsenal Crystal Palace that ended two two. Yeah, um, glad to see that. Yeah, I mean, talk about like disappointing. Like Arsenal, I mean, obviously they had like a rough season last year, so I think expectations were a little tempered this year. But like they've been they've been bad this year. Yeah, they they have, and it's it doesn't make sense to me either because they also have you know a, a lot of talent, especially attacking wise. Like you'd think at least they'd be scoring a lot of goals. Their defense is not that great, um, but yeah, they've struggled in almost every game I've watched. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the big signs they've made, they've kind of bundled a little bit. Like, I mean, obviously Pepe, they spent an absolute 
ass ton of money on and he's been terrible. Um, but this is, I mean, that's a game that they easily should have gotten three points. And I think to walk away with one, that's super disappointing. I mean, Crystal Palace, I've, I've watched actually a lot of their matches lately and they lost a lot of players from last year, either through like retirement. They let a lot of players walk for free. They had a couple of transfers out. So I actually thought Crystal Palace was going to be, I, I kind of pegged them to be bottom three this year and get relegated, but they've been yeah. actually kind of surprisingly good. Um, and a lot of their matches, like they bring on, like they just signed uh, uh, Edward. I think they got him from Celtic. Yeah. Um, and he's been ridiculous. He's been coming on late in matches. And I think he scored like a substitute, like yep. two or three goals as a sub, like late in games to, to get him back in. Uh, but they have like they actually do have a ton of talent with like Benteke um, and Zaha. Like they, yeah. There's no reason they they should get relegated. I just kind of thought with all the losses they had that they would, but they've been pleasantly surprising. But Arsenal should have still won that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely should have. I mean, their their managers on the hot seat for sure. Arteta, even though you know ownership says oh they're happy with Arteta and he has a vision, he's he's definitely on the hot seat. I, th- I think he's. I think he. If they if they even keep up even close to the same pace of of getting points, like I think he's he's going to be gone before the season's over too. Yeah, yeah. The problem is with a lot of these teams with, with them and like with United. Like I don't even know what managers are out there that would want those jobs or that are that available. I mean, I've seen like Zidane's name floating around. I know teams yeah. always sniff around like Brendan Rodgers, but he says he's not leaving Leicester, and why would he at this point? Right. Um, so I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, and that's the same with Newcastle because everyone's like, "Oh, they gotta, they gotta get a new manager now," which obviously. Um, but like, what big name is out there? Like, I've seen Gareth Southgate floating around. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't understand the love for. I still don't understand the love for Gareth Southgate. He's had he's had some of the most talented teams at in the international level and has done almost nothing with them. So I just I don't like I don't understand the love for that Southgate gets either. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, and I think too, just the game is completely different or at least like the, the job, the role is a lot different, um, between national team and, um, premier league team. Um, so I don't know if he would translate, even if, you know, you say he's done a good job with England. I don't know that it would translate to running a football club. Yeah, it's a good point because there's a lot more like man management that goes on, like resting players yeah. strategically and stuff because there's so many more matches that they're playing. Right. Well, and the national team, you can't really like you pick your players to a point, but you can't pick like you you have a pool of players and that's your players. Right. Right. But with like a club team, you really present what you want player wise anywhere in the world, especially if you're managing a team like Manchester United. I mean, literally you could pick up play, any player in the world that you want. So that might be like a little bit more cumbersome for someone who's given a pool of players and they're, you know, it's a lot more short sighted and easy to figure out your team from that. Yeah, to- totally agree. So yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if like, yeah, if Arteta gets fired, if Ole Gunnar gets fired, I mean, Steve Bruce yeah. is gone from Newcastle, and they have just like unlimited money now to chase whoever they want. Uh, yeah, actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zidane come into the Premier League as one of the manager of one of those clubs. That would be sweet. Zidane would be sweet. It'd be awesome to see him in there. I think the uh, the most exciting manager. I don't know that he'll ever leave, but is uh, uh, Ten Hag from uh, Ajax? Because mm. like Ajax has been like crushing it for i don't know since i can remember the last five years in the in the uh, champions league 
competing against Premier League teams, you know, Spanish League teams, French, Italian. Every, so Ajax, and they consistently, like, produce a really, really good players. They have a really good youth program. So, like, I think he's probably one that if a Premier League team, like a big team could lure him with maybe money, I don't know, uh, he would be, like, a really big get um, because he's – I think he's a pretty coveted manager. Another one that's actually in the Premier League that is – that Tottenham actually turned down because we're idiots uh, is Graham Potter for Brighton, mm-hmm. uh, Hove Albion. And for anyone who hasn't been following the Premier League, Brighton is like a, a shit, really typically a shitty team. Like they're not nothing to write home about. And they are, you know, top five right now in the Premier League. Um, and they're really, I mean, nobody expected them to be like that <laughs> where they are. And it's really due to, I think, their managerial tactics. And they they don't score a lot of goals, but they've only given up five goals the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he was like a big name when Tottenham was doing their coach search, and we turned him down, which is, again, stupid. Yeah, I got to ask, uh, how do you feel about Nuno so far? Because I have, I have thoughts on Nuno, but curious how you feel about I, him. I think it's too early to tell because we've had so many ridiculous things happen with injuries and then like COVID, like we have had COVID restrictions because a lot of our players are from South America and they, there's a quarantine rules in between uh, the UK and South America. So when they travel to play their country for their country and they come back, they can't play in games uh, up until recently where they actually changed the rules to allow them to do that. But so he hasn't really had like a full squad of our actual like best players, like our best 11 yet. But I do think he's kind of, his lineups still are kind of stupid and idiotic and I'm not the biggest fan yet, but I can't really judge him. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I I, I gotta say, I mean, he, he loves having a small squad. He purposely, when he was at Wolves, like carried like a very small senior squad. I don't know why, because they constantly, I mean, every, like every team, they constantly have injuries. So, yeah. you, like, you need, like, a deeper squad in the Premier League, especially when they have, like, players that have international commitments. Like, you need to carry a deep squad, and for some reason he didn't like doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, like... He didn't make one sub last game. Is, is, was that common at the Wolves? Like, he, he made zero subs. Yeah, he wouldn't... He would, he would not make subs until, like, late. Like, I'm talking, like, at least 80th minute late. Um, and, like, my biggest problem with him was when, like, when the team wasn't playing well consistently for, like, weeks on end, he, A, like, he wouldn't he would keep the same lineups. So he wouldn't like if, you know, like Adama was playing poorly or like Pedro Neto was playing poorly. Like he wouldn't like take him out of the starting lineup. He stuck with the starting lineup week in, week out and like wouldn't ride hot players in the starting lineup. And then he just, he wouldn't make personnel adjustments based on who they were playing. So like he would just keep the same, obviously the same formation, but like he would also keep the same players in no matter who they were playing. Um, which I, I just found like a little like, odd like i know like you don't want to just always cater to who you're playing and you want to play your game and try to make your opponent like play to you but um yeah yeah it was just like it was it got frustrating after a certain point in time of like him just keeping the small squad sticking to the players that he knew and liked even when they weren't playing well and just like not riding hot players off the bench and like letting them get a a spot start here and there but he he is he is a great like man manager like i know everyone who played for him really liked playing for him um but he was definitely known as like being temperamental like if he if you got on his bad side it took a long time to get out of it so like 
I don't know if like if you're a player and you piss him off, like you might go weeks without starting where you're normally, you know, firmly locked in the starting 11. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I mean, he he's better to me. He can't do any worse than Jose Mourinho did as far as like locker room tearing apart a locker room. Oh, yeah. Um, and he'll he'll de- he's definitely an improvement in that area. Like he definitely yeah. in the locker room, the, like all the players like playing for him for the most part. Um, and he, he definitely, I, I've, I've read that he was very direct with players. So like people knew, always knew where they stood with him too. So like nothing, he wasn't like very passive aggressive with players. So it's, I think players appreciate no, like knowing where they stood with him too. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I think he, for the, his style of play, like he loves counterattacking football. And I think the way that Tottenham set up, I think they have the right players for that. I think they, I, I don't, I still don't think he was the best hire for them. Um, no, he because, was like our eighth pick. Yeah, it's kind they, of embarrassing. They, they I feel bad for him. Yeah, I, yeah, and they have too many good attacking players to play that style of football. Like, I, I feel like you play that style, it can it can work here and there. Like, it obviously worked for for Leicester when they, you know, shocked the world, won the league years ago. Um, yeah, and it, it can work if you're. I think it especially works if you're like a below average team and you're trying to beat a better team. Like that can actually like give you the best shot of winning. But when you're playing good teams, like you're and they're playing free free flowing football, like you gotta you can't play that style all the time. They'll keep the score low, but like, you're just going to lose one or two zero. So like, you can't expect yeah. a lot of games that way. So, yeah. by the way, speaking of South American Tottenham players, I hate you. I hate him. <laughs> Why? He's a, he's a, Why? he's a bitch. He always like, he, he turns every like, you know, poke into like, it looks like he got, you know, shot he's by dying. like a shotgun. I mean, he's yeah. like, he's ridiculous. Yeah, he is a bitch, but it is kind of funny. Like the dude. Okay, so that that guy is the like he plays ninety minutes now for Argentina as their center attacking mid. You know, like without fail, and you know that's a top ten international team in the world. Yeah, and then he goes to Tottenham, who's you know top six at best in the Premier League currently, and he can't even sniff the field. It's like I don't understand that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Agreed. Oh, I think I think they have to deal with like Deli Alley's uh Deli Alley thinks he's like a superstar. Yeah. He's not really. Um Hoiberg is a, an absolute stud. Talking about playing ninety minutes every match, like he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. A, an absolute he's stud. Iron Man. Yeah. He's ridiculous. So I mean there is like some some midfield competition there. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm just glad to see that uh that Mora is playing more. I, I like for the last three years yeah, I'm, Lucas, I'm like every Lucas time I watch Tottenham play, I'm like, why is why is Lucas Mora not playing every single minute of every single match? No, I agree. I'm a big fan of his. He's like he's just like the energizer energizer bunny the way he runs around and like he can score and, and he's really good on the ball. So yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of his. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh by the way, just one more one more manager thing. I actually if if Crystal Palace keeps playing well, I think uh Patrick Vieira is gonna be a, a hot name. Yeah. For sure the agree. bigger clubs. Because he's, he's he's taken he's taken a, a subpar team and done a lot with them. No, so. I agree. And yeah, I mean he's obviously he's he's such a huge name uh, as a player and extremely well respected. So like whenever you get a great player who's well respected that is also does a good job uh, as a manager i mean he can do whatever he wants that's yeah. why zidane is such like like you know and say i mean pep wasn't really a great player but zidane like he has the respect of his players because he's been there before and he's pretty much you know at one point was the best player in the world right yeah it's a good um, point so the era yeah like, I mean, 
he can command respect if he goes to one of those bigger clubs because at least from the players because he was one of them before and he did it better than most of them yeah absolutely yeah and i mean if you know if arsenal has a managerial opening i mean he's is he not the perfect candidate i mean arsenal yep, legend yep. i mean i think That's he'd be sure. i think he'd be yeah. perfect That's there point that's a really good point. Yeah, Arsenal so, would be big for him. Um, all right, well, we're getting close on thirty minutes, so we'll end this pretty soon. But I just yeah, want to yeah. say, uh, so uh, Wolves played in the West Midlands Derby this past weekend. Got a nice win over Aston Villa, which I was pretty happy about. They were down two zero uh, at the sixty eighth minute, and I kind of wrote them off. I mean, just just how they've been playing the last couple years. Like I know, obviously, that they're not under Nuno anymore, but just knowing their their recent history they just they don't score that many goals um but actually yeah. if they if they do it's in the second half of matches um but then they scored they scored two back to back in the 80 and 85th minute uh to tie it up and then the the magician ruben neves i mean this was it was definitely lucky but on a free kick in the 95th minute uh got one to deflect i forget who it deflected off of um deflected off one of aston villa's defenders and got got a nice three points out of that derby so i'm pretty pretty i was pretty pumped about that one yeah, I saw the last ten minutes of that game. That was awesome. That they came back like that. And that, that yeah, that never came. happens. No, never happens. So they're sitting tenth. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. They were sitting low earlier. I mean, you can't look at the table this early in the season, um, right? Because it's going to change a lot. But they're sitting tenth right now. So I'm I'll I'll take that the way they've been playing this year with the injuries they have. Yeah, top ten's not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think I think this we'll weekend. Call, yeah. Yeah, what are you looking forward weekend, to this weekend? There's two games that I think are important. The The biggest game is, and I think anybody, I'm assuming this is going to be on NBC, is the late game, is uh, Man United-Liverpool. Yeah, that's, that's massive. That's 12.30 Sunday. That's a huge game. Um, so I think that'll be a really fun game to watch, especially how well Salah's been playing, how clutch Ronaldo's been. Um, and then another one that I think will be pretty entertaining surprisingly will be Brighton Man City um it'll be interesting to see how that how that matchup goes but I think Brighton is going to hold their own against Man City so I think that'll be a fun one to watch as well yeah agreed yeah Saturday is kind of a, a rough slate of matches it's yeah. not a great yeah, great weekend but Sunday's nice I was actually I was eyeing actually all three of the Sunday matches the United Liverpool match which is the 11:30 on Sunday um I'm actually I think mostly pumped about the Brentford Leicester match at yep. 9 a.m. Yep. on Sunday. Um, Brentford is just is ridiculous. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're so fun to watch, and, and Leicester is too. So I think that's going to be that's going to be a fun one. I could see that like being like a three-two. I'm not going to predict. I'm not going to say who wins, but I, I could see that being like a three-two match. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, the Spurs are playing West Ham. I think that'll be a good one too on Sunday. Yeah, it's we need to we need to keep rolling the the dubs. So we kind of we kind of got to win that one if we want to have any chance of getting the top four Premier League yeah. for Champions League. Yep. Yep. For sure. So yeah, so if anyone's listening that doesn't watch a lot, tune in tune in Sunday. It's before football starts. You can watch a nice nine AM, eleven thirty match. If you can only watch one, watch eleven thirty, United Liverpool, and then you can watch football. Yep. And you're not you're not cheating on the NFL. There you go. I like it. All right, dude. Well thanks for uh thanks for hopping in here. I feel like no uh, I feel like I can actually talk somewhat intelligently about soccer, so this is actually yeah, nice dude. to not sound that like a, an absolute moron. No, not at all. That was that was fun. Probably boring for everybody else, but I liked it. Well, hopefully this hopefully this gets more of the dudes interested in soccer. So we'll see. Yeah, they just they just so. they just need to watch. They need to pick a team and watch. Yeah, that's they it. They go to like 
if if they, if any of them would go with like Anthony or maybe Anthony can drag drag him to like a English pub in the morning for like a game, and like have the atmosphere of like a like fans there like that are following a certain team like it's actually really fun oh yeah and like so, just just you can pound a few guinnesses at like seven in the morning yeah. like what other sport can you drink beer at like seven in the morning yeah there's not a lot it's perfect no yeah pick it pick a team like if you want to take brentford like that's still an early get, pick like you yeah, can get on honestly screw it i hate them but get on newcastle they're gonna be the best team in like three years probably so start early get on newcastle they're gonna buy the best players in the world and then you can have fun with that yeah, and then we can all make uh, oil money jokes about them. Later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like it. All right, dude. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, Ag hard. Ag hard. All right, later, bud.